Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number 13. Today we're going to talk about, so you want to be a veterinarian. So many people talk to me about their children, and kids come to me, and they ask me all about, you know, what's it like to be a veterinarian, an exotic animal veterinarian, and how do I become one? Um, First of all, you know, an exotic animal veterinarian, I tell them, is somebody who does not treat cats and dogs. Um, I specialize in birds, and I also treat rabbits, ferrets, all kinds of rodents, um, guinea pigs, uh, chinchillas, rats, mice, gerbils, hamsters, dagoos. I treat reptiles, um, which means turtles and tortoises, snakes, all kinds of lizards. I treat amphibians, which are frogs and toads. I also get to treat some other sort of unusual animals like sugar gliders, which are little marsupial pets. They look like flying squirrels, but they're actually in the kangaroo family. They have a little pouch. Um, I get to treat hedgehogs, which are these little prickly looking animals that roll up into a ball. They look kind of like porcupines, but they're not related to porcupines and they don't release their quills. And potbelly pigs, um, so many different fun animals. And although it's very glamorous, it was a haul to try to get here to where I am now in the sense of it's a many years of school. And although a lot of people think when they're children that they want to be veterinarians, not many of the original people who think about becoming a veterinarian actually follow that whole career path through because it really is quite hard. Um, You have to be very, very dedicated to make it through the whole program. Of course, you have to go through college, four years of college, and then you have to apply to veterinary school. And veterinary school, just like medical school, is a four-year program. Um, There are, I think, fewer than uh, roughly around 30 uh, veterinary schools in the whole world. So it's really tough to get in. And once you get into veterinary school, you have to complete the program. It's four hard more years. And once you get out after those eight years of school, while you are legally, if you attain your license, um, you are legally allowed to practice veterinary medicine, many people are just not prepared. And if you want to specialize in exotic animals like I have, um, you have to go on and do at least a year of internship, which means that you continue in sort of an organized program where you're still learning from seasoned veterinarians. Sometimes that's specifically with exotic animals or it could be with cats and dogs and, you know, it just depends what what area of medicine you're looking at. And then if you do want to become a specialist, like I specialize in birds, um, typically you go on to a two to three year program depending upon what specialty you choose. There are choose, 
there are specialties in all the, as we call the ologies, that there are in human medicine. So cardiology and pathology and surgery and all, all the different branches, dermatology, ophthalmology, all the specialties that exist in human medicine also exist in veterinary medicine. Um, birds and exotic animals is also a subspecialty. So you have to be lucky enough to get into vet school, make it through. Um, fewer people who graduate from vet school actually are able to obtain a, that year of internship, and even fewer people go on to do those residency programs. So all told, I mean, for me, it was four years of college, four years of veterinary school, a year of internship, and two years of residency before I even got out into practice. Um, so remember, that's a really long time. So I do warn people who are interested in becoming veterinarians, it is a really long career path. And unlike uh, human medicine, you don't always make the same kind of money a physician would make. So I caution people, be prepared to come out of veterinary school with a lot of loans. I'll tell you that I do employ uh, recent graduates in my practice, recently uh, recent graduates of veterinary schools um, who have completed an internship and who have gone on now to study as a resident with me. And typically, those people coming out of vet school and internship, they owe literally up to several hundred thousand dollars. So veterinary school is very expensive. Um, it can be as expensive, if not more expensive than some of the top colleges in the U.S. I know I have children in college now and it's costing something like $70,000 a year um, for private colleges for my kids and you know that means a lot of loans and you throw on top of those loans for graduate school like veterinary school and then when you get out if you are lucky enough to obtain an internship and want to go on to do a residency you don't make very much money in those jobs. I mean granted I did my residency 25 years ago, but I made about $20,000 as a resident. So if you're going into veterinary medicine, while there are a few people who go into industry in veterinary medicine, or maybe who are very, very successful in owning their own practices, um, typically with cats and dogs, you're not going into it to make tons of money. I know that it seems like you pay a lot when you go to the veterinary hospital, but remember, most people don't have insurance um, to pay their, their veterinary bills, so you're paying up front, you're paying in cash or credit cards, and you're actually seeing what the cost is. If you saw the cost of your medical bills, your human medical bills um, for yourself, if you didn't have health insurance, you would be amazed. I know my eyes were really opened when I saw years and years ago, I had a C-section for one of my children when, when he was born, and my insurance initially didn't cover the anesthesia for the C-section, it was $20,000 just for the anesthesia. So medical insurance, you know, health insurance is very important for people and often we're not aware of the, the true underlying costs we would be paying if we didn't have that health insurance. You know, as many people don't in veterinary medicine and have to pay their pet's costs upfront at the veterinary hospital um, when the services are rendered. So again, keep in mind that, you know, this is not a, a get rich quick kind of uh, career path. It's, it's a blood, sweat, and tears tear, uh, career path. Not that I'm sorry I did it. I love my job. But it is something that, you know, you, you're not going to get rich quick. 
Um, I will tell you that if you are thinking of becoming a veterinarian, you do need to kind of prepare early. One of the things that uh, that veterinary schools look at when they're uh, flooded with applicants from all around the world now uh, is whether the person who is applying really has experience and knowledge of what it's like to be a veterinarian. As I mentioned to you, there are not a lot of schools that train veterinarians in the world. Um, and it's, you know, there, there are a select number of spots. They're very coveted spots in these schools for people to apply. So um, if you're applying, they, the schools really want to see that you have direct knowledge of what it means to go and work every day as a veterinarian. So one of the things they look for, in addition, obviously, to having good grades and having good recommendations from teachers, is that you truly have hands-on experience working in a veterinary hospital. And not all veterinary hospitals are created equal, obviously. They're not all the same. There are uh, hospitals that work specifically with cats and dogs. That's the majority of animal hospitals. There are certainly veterinarians who treat just farm animals, for example. And then there are people like me who work with exotic animals. There are zoo veterinarians and there are laboratory animal veterinarians. And that's just kind of an overview of all the different branches of veterinary medicine. And it's really important, at least it was when I applied to vet school, and I do believe it's true today too, that you show that you have sort of a broad, hands-on uh, knowledge and experience of what it's like to work in, in a variety of veterinary hospitals. So I know when I applied to veterinary school, um, I grew up in New York City, so working in a cat and dog animal hospital wasn't a hard thing to do. There were lots of cat and dog animal hospitals in New York City, and I volunteered, and typically you will have to volunteer. If, if you have no license and you have no training, most of the time when you work at these veterinary hospitals, you do come in as a volunteer, and that means starting from the bottom up, cleaning kennels and doing kind of the grunt work. So I did that, but I also needed to show that I knew what it was like to work with farm animals, with cats cows and horses and sheep and pigs and goats. And there are not a lot of those in New York City. So I had to go outside the city and I ended up working in Connecticut. Um, I spent a summer driving around in a truck um, working on farms and it was great experience and I continued that into college. But it was harder for me to find that experience. Um, and I also worked in a laboratory in a medical school. Um, so I got that experience. So going into veterinary school, I could show that I had worked in in different branches of veterinary medicine and that I truly knew what it was like to experience all those different types of veterinary medicine and that I still wanted to be, become a veterinarian. What vet, uh, veterinary schools don't want to do is waste those coveted spots that they have available to train a handful of veterinarians every year on people who don't really know what they're getting into. And then they get into vet school and they don't realize how hard it can be, how grueling it can be, um, how many hours you have to put in, how many tests you have to take, how many nights you have to stay up, um, delivering animals or, you know, walking uh, the colicky horse or delivering the cow or spending all night, you know, nursing the sick dog or monitoring that bird in oxygen, you know, who can't breathe. All of those things that you do toward the end of veterinary school, you usually in your fourth year, in your clinical year, they want to make sure that, you know, they're not wasting those spots on people who are not um, knowledgeable about what it's truly like to be a veterinarian. So 
if you do have that experience, if you have experienced what it's like to be a vet, um, if you do have good recommendations and decent grades, you have a good shot of getting into vet school. Not everyone gets in the first try. I tell most people who come to me, whether they're high school students or college students, that often you have to apply more than once. Um, and you have to apply to a broad range of veterinary hospitals, uh, veterinary schools, I'm sorry. A lot of veterinary schools have what we call contracts with their state. So there are private veterinary schools um, that uh, typically cost more. And then there are, there are schools that have contracts with certain states. So, for example, I live in New York State, and Cornell um, is the New York State Veterinary School. So if you live in New York, it actually costs you less to go to Cornell than it might to go to other veterinary schools across the country. You also typically have a little bit of an edge to get into some of these veterinary schools if you are a, uh, a member of that state, if you live in the state in which you're applying. So, um, but I do encourage people to apply to all different types of veterinary schools in all different locations because you never really know, you know, why they would choose you over another student. So, the rule is to start early on in high school, get good experience, follow that through, spend summers, uh, vacations from school, anytime you have getting hands-on experience, and get to know a veterinarian who would be willing to write you a good recommendation if you do well working with them. Um, one of the things that I'm really proud about now is that Zupreme is really supporting new veterinarians. We have a great new program called the Zupreme Scholarship to support future exotic animal veterinarians, something I'm proud of because I wish this had been around when I was applying to veterinary school um, and when I was applying to even my internship and residency to specialize in exotic animal medicine. Um, Zupreme is really proud to show its dedication to veterinary students by providing providing $5,000 in annual scholarships to second and third year veterinary students who want to pursue specialization in one of the typically four exotic animal fields, which would be honestly, you know, working with birds, working with small mammals, working with reptiles and amphibians, and working with zoo animals. So those are sort of the, the four broad areas of working with exotic animals in veterinary medicine. Um, there will be $5,000 in scholarships available um, for the 2019-2020 academic calendar year. And then uh, the first place award will be $2,500. The second place award will be $1,500. And the third place will be $1,000 that Supreme will be granting to some lucky veterinary students. Um, to apply, a student must be enrolled and in good standing at a U.S. accredited veterinary school. And if you're not sure if your veterinary school is accredited, you can contact the American Veterinary Medical Association to find out if the AVMA, that organization, does uh, accredit your veterinary school. And most veterinary schools in the U.S. are accredited. A student must be a second or third year veterinary student and be interested in pursuing specialization in one of the fields of exotic animal medicine that I just mentioned to you. Um, you have to send two letters of recommendation from an educational mentor, one of your teachers or one of your instructors, to veterinaryscholarship at zupreme.com. That's veterinaryscholarship at zupreme.com. Two letters of recommendation. 
and a student must complete an online application and submit a video no longer than a minute addressing one of three topics. So the video no longer than a minute should address one of three questions. First of all, why do you want to specialize in one of the four fields of exotic animal veterinary medicine, which again are birds, um, small mammals, which are the rabbits and the rodents and the, you know, the ferrets, the small mammal uh, exotic animals that I mentioned before, um, zoo animals or reptiles and amphibians. So those are the four areas. Or you also have to address, you could address what is the most important nutritional advice you will give to your clients who have exotic and non-traditional pets like exotic pets. And this means you have to have a little bit of knowledge about uh, what is, is good nutritionally for exotic animals in general. Or you might answer who or what inspired you to specialize in the exotic animal health field. So... Um, those three topics, again, are why do you want to specialize in one of the four fields of exotic animal medicine? What's the most important nutritional advice you'll give to your clients who have exotic and non-traditional pets? Or who or what inspired you to specialize in exotic animal health? Now, in order to apply for this scholarship, there's some important dates you need to know. Um, October 1st, 2018 was when this application became available online um, on the Zupreme website. And you have till February 19th of 2019 to fill out this application deadline for submission of videos, the online application, and your letters of recommendation. The winners will be announced on April uh, 19th, 2019. The scholarship recipients are notified. And application information can be found at www.zupreme.com supreme.com forward slash feed hyphen smart forward slash articles forward slash veterinary hyphen scholarship hyphen program forward slash. So again, if you look on the Supreme website, you will find information about this. And the, the fun part here is that um, Zupreme will actually uh, provide an all-expense-paid trip to the big exotic veterinary conference that occurs every year. It's called Exotics Con. Um, it's the wonderful conference that I attend as an exotic animal veterinarian every year with my colleagues to obtain great continuing education on all the animals that we treat. So that means going to lectures and hearing the, the latest and greatest, hottest new uh, information about medical and surgical care of all these exotic animals. It means... Um, networking with all these well-known exotic animal vets and finding out who they are and getting uh, contact information from them so that they might actually provide you uh, with some advice about applying to veterinary school or applying to, um, actually applying in this case to internships and residency programs um, through which you can specialize in exotic animals, as I mentioned before. Um, it means, you know, just seeing what you have to go to, uh, what kind of place you have to go to, what kind of conference you have to attend in order to obtain ongoing continuing education so you stay up to date as an exotic animal veterinarian if that's what you ultimately attain. So... It's really a phenomenal experience um, that most veterinary students don't typically have the funds or the availability to go to, and Zupreme is sponsoring this all-expenses-paid trip to ExoticsCon. ExoticsCon typically occurs um, in September sometimes. Sometimes it's in August. Sometimes it's in September. But it is um, within the U.S., and it's a phenomenal experience. I never miss it. I look forward to it. I, I get to see all of my colleagues and hear about 
about so many cool cutting edge things that are going on in exotic animal medicine. Um, so it's great whether you're a veterinary student or you're a seasoned veterinarian, um, either way you're going to learn something and, and have a really great time. There's social events there, you get to socialize with people um, who are just, you know, phenomenal vets. I remember when I was a vet student, there were so many people I was just in awe of at this conference. And having now been a veterinarian, an exotic animal veterinarian for 25 years, I've now spent so much time with these people and they're now colleagues and friends. And and they're mainly now colleagues and friends because I've gotten to know them through the Exotics Con conference. Um, and it's just been a great experience. So if you are um, thinking that you want to go into veterinary medicine, if you're in high school, if you're a college student, as I mentioned, start out getting experience. Remember that you're going to be a volunteer probably. You're going to start with some grunt work. Um, you want to find a place in your neighborhood, for example, to shadow a veterinarian. Um, get to know that vet. Let that vet get to know you. See if you can work in different fields of veterinary medicine, cats and dogs, farm animals, zoo animals. Many zoos have externship programs during the summers or during, you know, vacations, Christmas break, um, and spend some time seeing what it's like to be a veterinarian. Let the, the vets really get to know you so that when it comes time to asking for a recommendation, that they really know who you are and why you want to be a veterinarian. And then once you're in veterinary school, you know, the same thing applies because many veterinarians, as I said, want to go on and specialize. And in this case, you know, we're talking here about Exotics Con and this wonderful scholarship that Zupreme is offering. You really do want to back that up, you know, get to know people who do exotic animal medicine so that you can spend time with them. You can see what they do every day in their jobs, whether they work in a lab or a zoo or a, a regular veterinary hospital that treats exotic animals um, and, and see what it's like to be an exotic animal vet. So you can decide whether that's the career path you want to take. And when it comes time to applying for um, internships and residency programs, um, you will have someone who knows you and can attest to your dedication and your desire to follow that that specialized career path. Um, again, you may come out with some loans and you will ultimately pay those loans back slowly. Um, most people do end up paying off their loans over time, but be prepared that, you know, it, it, it will take a long time and a lot of hard, hard work to do that unless you're independently wealthy, unless you have a family that can support you completely. But the loans are out there. You can get loans to go to veterinary school and it is tremendously rewarding to go on and go in that career path as I have uh, to become a specialized veterinarian and to provide these incredible animals, these birds, these small mammals, reptiles, rodents, all the cool animals I get to work with, with great veterinary care and to feel like you're really never done learning. I know that as I go to these conferences every year, this Exotics Con conference, um, there's a, a similar conference in Europe every couple of years where I get to socialize and meet um, and learn from vets around the world doing incredible things in their practices, um, working with new drugs, trying new techniques, learning new surgical skills. Um, I'm very excited to have that opportunity too. You know, there are veterinarians all around the world and 
there are even exotic animal veterinarians around the world and to be able to network with those people and now in such a way you know we're lucky we have the internet so I can pop online and contact my colleagues online and share experiences with them um, having a conference where I actually I can sit down at a table and have a cup of coffee with them and talk about some great surgery or some great case that I'm working on or seek their advice it's really a terrific experience and I have uh, I will say that my best friends really are other veterinarians who share similar experiences to mine and um, we have a camaraderie and we've bonded we've all kind of gone through this very difficult training and we're all very proud of what we do even if we don't do the exact same thing so I do encourage you if you're thinking of going into veterinary medicine or if you're already in veterinary medicine and you're a vet student to you know look out try try to look for opportunities to socialize get to know chat with veterinarians in your area if you're lucky enough to live in um, a city or a town uh, that has a veterinary school most veterinary schools do have uh, university veterinary hospitals that are pretty busy many of them are 24-hour hospitals they treat all kinds of animals they have all kinds of specialists there and if you're not sure if you're you know if you want to pursue a particular area of veterinary medicine like exotic animal medicine or surgery or dermatology or ophthalmology or whatever branch you may be considering you may be able to volunteer at some of these university hospitals and find out um, if there is uh, someone in there who you could socialize with and chat and follow and shadow and see if that person can guide you in your career path so I would definitely encourage you if you are lucky enough to live in that town uh, with the veterinary hospital that you seek out some time there too even if it's just a couple of days you get an idea of what it's like to be in a larger practice uh, exposed to many many different specialists and remember that veterinary medicine ranges there are solo practitioners meaning there are individuals who have their own small practices and you know work locally and that's great and then there are huge hospitals that have hundreds of veterinarians in them more like human hospitals and what's right for you you won't know until you experience those different uh, opportunities so I will tell you that as a fourth year veterinary student um, most vet students in that final what we call clinical year do have the experience to go outside of their schools and work in actual clinical practice I know um, I went to Tufts Veterinary School in Massachusetts and at the time I had something like 11 or 12 weeks where I was allowed to uh, have elective rotations meaning I could I could work within the veterinary hospital at Tufts um, which is now called Cumming School of Veterinary Medicine um, or I could go out into practice and I at the time was married and living in a separate state from my husband so I chose to kind of go home to New York and I did work in a whole variety of different settings from laboratories um, to small animal cat and dog hospitals to an exotic animal hospital and it was great to get all that experience and, and that's when my passion for exotic animals began but I wouldn't have had that experience if I had not sought out uh, time working with someone who works specifically with exotic animals I didn't really know I wanted to work solely with exotic animals till somewhere during that one year internship that um, I completed after the year after graduating from veterinary school but 
having that experience was really, really uh, so important in, in who I became as a veterinarian. So um, it, it's really all about experience. I know all of us love animals. Most people love animals and many, many, many kids have pets. Growing up, I know had I had all kinds of pets. I lived in an apartment in New York City, so it was a little crazy. We had guinea pigs and we had cats and dogs and fish and all kinds of things. And many people, you know, grow up with so many pets and that's where their love of animals starts. Um, Many people think, oh, it would be so great to be a veterinarian. And many people ultimately come to the conclusion that it's not right for them because maybe it's too long a career path. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe they can't handle sometimes the emotion. I hear sometimes people can't handle the emotion associated with being a veterinarian in the sense of, you know, you do have to deal with some very sad situations sometimes. Unfortunately, humane euthanasia, putting an animal who's suffering to sleep is part of veterinary medicine. And you do have to be able to deal with that if you're going to be a veterinarian. Um, You also have to be able to deal with kind of blood and guts. You know, I I remember working in my very first job in New York City in a cat and dog hospital. I was 15 or 16 years old. And on my first day, I was watching a surgery uh, on a dog, a little terrier. And my boss at the time, um, who is still a very good friend of mine, uh, we joke about this, uh, I was watching him in a very small room, very small surgery room, and he was biopsying this little dog's liver. And it happened to be a really blood bloody surgery. And I started to feel really faint and really nauseous and really green during that surgery. It was the first time I'd ever watched the surgery up close. I'd I'd watched, you know, dog surgery and uh, veterinary medicine on TV and in the movies, but I never really stood there and saw, had seen it up close like that. And I actually had to leave the room. I had to go outside and I had to sit on the sidewalk and catch my breath and, and not pass out. And I remember being hysterical and crying and think, oh, uh, I, I just, I wanted to be a vet my whole life, and here I am, I'm finally getting the opportunity to see what it's like to be a veterinarian, and I can't hack it. You know, I'm going to pass out if I have to do this on my own. And my mentor told me at that time, this too shall pass. You will get used to it. Everybody goes through this. And ironically, about a year ago, I had uh, a student in my animal hospital go through a very similar experience while watching a bunny surgery. Um, He got very, very sick. He felt very, very faint and he had to go outside to get air. And I followed him out and, and he was really stressed about this. And I said to him, you know what? I understand. I went through this. Lots of people go through this. This is all kind of part of the whole experience. Um, And if you do experience that, don't despair. Uh, Most people who go on to become veterinarians have had similar experiences and learn to deal with it. Ultimately, as the veterinarian, I became so uh, engrossed and concerned about the animal I was working on, I didn't have time to think about not feeling well. I didn't have time to focus on myself. I was so focused on that surgery or that emergency that was going on. I didn't think about the the, the blood and the guts of the situation. I didn't think about... Um, anything regarding myself, I was focused on the patient. So these are all things that if you do volunteer in an animal hospital um, as a teenager, as a college student, you will experience and you'll see if this is really the path that you want to take. 
So I hope that I've provided you with a little bit of background about you know how to go about uh, approaching becoming a veterinary student, going on to become a specialist in veterinary school. Um, if you choose not to be a specialist, it's a great experience just to go to veterinary school and go out and go into practice and become a practicing veterinarian and help those animals that we've grown up with and we've loved and work with those families that adore those pets. Um, I hope that again that you are uh, interested if you are a vet student and pursuing exotic animal medicine that you'll check out the Zupreme Scholarship uh, offered on the Zupreme website and um, that you'll give it a shot. If you want information, you can certainly contact um, Zupreme at veterinaryscholarship at zupreme.com. Email veterinaryscholarship at zupreme.com and you will get some information about applying. But remember, the deadline is February 19th, 2019. And remember also that if you have specific questions when you're listening to Zoo Nation here, throughout these episodes, you can follow the Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts every time before the show where you can ask specific questions, whether they're about becoming a veterinarian, about the scholarship in this case, um, that I will answer on the show for you. And you'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes you may have missed there as well. So if you have any questions, feel free to contact us at one 800 345 4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and you're listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you so much, and tune in again soon. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.